0: Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content from across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're welcoming back Nigel Matthews, CEO of ShipQuest and now partner in a new adventure, Mystery and Adventure Games. Nigel, welcome back to the binge.
1: How you doing, sir? Awesome. Thank you very much. What a wicked uh, introduction. But um, yeah, hi. Um, I I hope you're all well.
0: A man of your stature uh, only gets the best intro. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, When's that happening? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So
0: for those who don't know you, uh, I I usually look this up before the, I think episode like eight and like 37 or something like that, where we talked distribution and shipping and all that fun stuff that's exciting. And I know everybody really gets to... You know, it just gets the juices flowing, getting into shipping. But today we're actually going to talk about something completely different. Um, You've entered into a partnership with uh, two other people, I believe, and you've started this new kind of murder mystery thing. So I want to kind of get into this, what this is all about. How you even started this process? Well, we start there? Where did this? Where did this come about? How did this? Where did this well, idea generate from? What was so it Once
1: once upon a time, when I was young, um, no. So my partners are, oh, um, uh, very very old friends. Uh, one's uh, Neil, and the other one's Richard. And um, and the, the of, I used to be in a hobby when, when before the internet, there was something called play by mail games. And play by mail mm. games is we used to do. We used to play our games by the post. And I launched a company bizarrely called mystery adventure games back then and uh, neil um was another company and so we became friends um, through through that way we were kind of um you know uh, i wouldn't say big in that industry but we were kind of very prominent shall we say um, yeah. anyway so we kind of got to know each other there when we ended up we ended up um running a convention together in kind of birmingham uh, where we play board games and and role-playing stuff and and what about the second time where well, we both came up with this idea to run a, a murder mystery game Could we, we we sat at different conventions, we'd seen things like the vampire masquerade and what was mm. intended to like free format role-playing games that were kind of going going on there. So we wrote a murder mystery game, um, where for about twenty twenty-five people for the people at the convention. Um and it was it was it went down incredibly well. So every year we would run a fresh new and then uh, and then we would go around all the other different games conventions which is where i met richard who was a friend of neil's who became was i think he won the british uh the the, the british open dnd uh mm. competition for best role play and, and i kind of met um, i met met the, the, him and then he started writing these burner mysteries and and so uh, and so it kind of went went from there really and and uh, to explain what what a murder mystery game is it's you know a lot of people will think blood you know blood on a clock tower and 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 Mm -hmm. other similar blood on a clock tower is a far superior game to your typical murder mystery games but ultimately it's scripted ultimately you know you are scripted to um you you have a character and it's scripted and everybody has a role to play and then you have to work out eventually at the end of the night who the murderer was and they're fun and, and they're really cool but it gets a bit kind of boring well we took the idea from something like vampire masquerade and and then from that side of it kind of put them two together really and and developed this what we call a free format role-playing game which is centered around a murder mystery so um but the difference between us and a typical murder mystery is once the game starts anything can happen Anything. The, the the result of the evening it all depends on the player interaction, how the player's done. There is no set script. You have you have a background, you have objectives to achieve, some of which will have nothing to do with the murder whatsoever. Hmm. Um and, and and those objectives could be to find a murderer, or there might be there might be something that you need to achieve during the evening and you can only do that through through talking and communicating and role-playing and and within the within this within that that, that your objectives is also to potentially role play certain aspects of your character um, that can come out it might be walking with a limp or talking with an Irish accent or something silly and frivolous and stuff which breaks it breaks it down um, and then you know during the evening you could end up Murdering other people, or you could, in fact, end up being murdered um, at some point. And so this this whole um, this whole um, thing could develop. And um, you know, we used to run it for about you know twenty odd players, but we knew we could play it from as little as twelve players and and right the way through. So we we, we wrote a lot of those. And in fact, at one point, we even set a company up called Near Death Experience, so we started to run corporate events. Yeah, but this was years ago. And, of course, eventually that kind of died away. We moved on to other things. Why and, did that die? Um, so
0: I, I want to jump into that because I didn't know any of this about you. Like, I've known you now I for know. a few years because we use you, obviously, for oh. Tin back Games and distribution yeah. of, of our games on Kickstarter. Uh, but I didn't know any of this background at all. So Oh, I know. So uh, yeah. where did that tr- – like, so with the quest, does that just kind of take over and you just kind of jettisoned all this? No, no, ship quest. how do these well, things kind of so-
1: – so, just for the record, it's GamesQuest, and ShipQuest is one of the services that we my offer. Bet. It's our, okay, it's our software. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's, um, we've gone through a few transitions. But um, so, no, 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 no. I, I, I you know, GamesQuest came. I was always a board gamer back then and a role player yeah. uh, before that. And I got into selling corporate computer software for many, many years. Um, And it was only through a hobby of buying and selling secondhand board games, which is what my passion is. My passion is always about gamers mm-hmm. and gaming. That's always been my passion. Um, um. So right from an early age, where I was doing, you know, role playing, and then and then through play by mail, which became a huge passion, I used to run run my own role playing game, my um yeah, through through the mail, um, and then other other kind of. So what happened to there.
0: that though? Like, what happened to this play by mail? Because obviously sure. you had something that was going on there for a while. Yeah. Uh Did you guys? Uh, did you eventually just shut it down and said, you know what? I, I don't have time to work on this, or did the yeah. did the market? Kind of peter off
1: or? Oh, know... a bit of both. The, the problem is, is that you used to charge, like, I charge maybe two. Two or three pounds to do a turn, um, mm. and, and 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 it's hand moderated, and you just couldn't make enough. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't do enough turns in a week, and you couldn't you know you couldn't charge enough yeah. um, in order to make any sort of living from, from a hand moderated game. It was too too consignment. and then so you then had to move into computer moderated games, you know, where it, where it would do stuff. And I actually developed a football game, a play by mail football game, which was computer moderated, but the, your customer retention was really difficult. Because people would only have a finite money to spend every, you know, two weeks or on their turns, and then obviously the internet arrived, and now you know, the, 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 yeah, still play by mail is still still going, but on a much much smaller scale. You can play by email and that sort mm. of stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, but no, so there wasn't enough money into it, and I needed to make money, um, and then ended up. Getting into uh, into a proper sales job, really. Um, you know, um, and and that's where where I kind of left my gaming period behind when I actually got to go and make some proper money. You know, we're still board gaming and that sort yeah. of stuff, doing that one. And then and then then they brought out Civilization, and my life was ruined on the PC. Um, you know, <laughs> I got hooked on things like Civilization and stuff, as we yeah. all do, so because we're gamers. You know, yeah. we play we play games, and that's what we do. So, um, and it was only really, you know, um, that you know that I, I when I got back into, um, you know, by accident, really buying and selling secondhand ball games, and then setting up a an eBay site, and then eventually an Amazon site, and then and then it met- metamorphosized eventually into in, into where we're at today. So, yeah. but yeah.
0: And then uh, when did you have the conversation with your colleagues to say, okay, you know, let's, let's resurrect this thing. Uh, there was still something here. And I think this can,
1: I've always kind of hankered over it. And we have a weekend away um, as a, mm. as a group, group of friends, mostly company friends. And we call it springboard because we always go away in the spring to, to a house for the weekend, like 20, yeah. 30 of us. And we play board games and stuff. And I went, you know what? I haven't run a murder mystery for a very long time. And, and, I, and and at the back of my mind, as I see, you know, a lot of publishers we work with, we work with a lot of role-playing publishers and I'm thinking to myself, uh, and there's nothing like it. I saw the success of Blood in a Clock Tower, but even so, that's still a, a typical, a typical kind of scripted to point. Um, it's like, it is a lot better than there was a much more immersive experience, but it's still, uh, you know, the outcome is always going to be what it will be. Um, so, um, so I've always had Mac in my mind. I went, oh, you know I fancy running that game, which I did, and the, the, we run it. It was brilliant. And then afterwards, I said, because I got back in touch with Neil and said, do you still have all of this on file? And he dug it out. He said, yeah, I do. So, so we kind of, um, we kind of run uh, it was the Roman one actually, because we have a Roman one that we. Ah, oh, that's cool. And then I went, um, and then I went, like, oh, do you know what? I do. You know what? I fancy if we could put this in a box where people can literally run their own event. Um and from and, and do it in such a way that everything's in the box that whether it's twelve players or thirteen or anything from twelve to twenty-four players, um they could literally run this out of their own house. And it and it's honestly when you when you experience it, we go to our website, we were uploading pictures and images, or we we, we run one the other day and it was just you know, I had people with experienced role players and people who were complete novices and like once they get going they they just love it it's such an immersive experience it's so much fun um that they and they get so much out of it that i just went like you know what i think there's i think there's a potential here uh, because there's a global market of something that's a little bit neat a little bit unique a little bit different but really scratches a different itch to currently what's in the marketplace but yeah. yeah
0: so for someone that doesn't play murder mysteries and I'm one of them, <laughs> not that I'm adverse to it, but I'm, I just never oh. been in a situation where someone's had said, pulled one out and said, Hey, let's, let's do this. I imagine these take place over an amount of time, right? So what's it for somebody who's uneducated in murder mystery, like myself, how many hours would a game like this take?
1: Well, it, it, there's there's two there's two things here. which a typical murder mystery, a, a typical in the box murder mystery, which you get out and you all give it your characters, and then over dinner you'll be reading stuff out, and you'd have and certain things have to happen. That can range for however uh, you want it to last for, from uh, like an hour and a half to four hours. Um, yes. Hours is hours are structured in a way to, uh, that it would last about three hours came yes. um you could eke it out a bit longer should you wish to but typically we we recommend three hours um and that's you know you 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 know we we, we tend to within the rules within the guidelines there's sort of guidelines for people to, to for, the, for the gm or the host to follow um and typically we say look don't let anybody start murdering each other for like for the first hour you know not that some people that sometimes nobody gets murdered um but equally then so we, we we tend to go for two 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 and a half hours of the actual role play itself um that will happen and certain things you can introduce during the event to, to do things and then and then the, the and then and then the last half an hour which is a really fun bit as well is like where people will sit around and then we'll go around the room and either the detective will first start who he thinks did the murder and what his reasons were um which is not a bad thing because then people open up because you know um they learn open up and you go around the room and people say what they had to do and what they had to achieve and and it's hilarious because i people like you know go well my name's and i'm this and the people go i (laughs) do <laughs> oh, no, you're joking? And they say about they review what they had to do, and the people go, "Oh, you're joking!" You have a laugh. I didn't yeah. think about talking to you, and and the kind of people run, and everybody points to who they think the the murder was, and and typically we'll hand out like the best role player or the best best fancy dress. So people get fancy dress as well. It, oh my god, it's such a difference when people actually then. Do fancy dress because it releases their inhibitions a little bit more. Um, but people you know, by fancy to...
0: dress. I'm just going to translate that into North American. So that's basically dressing up into character, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Um, it... Yeah. So 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 it, it kind of varies, but typically the 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 event out of the box will last three hours. But yeah.
0: And then so in this uh, the box is it like a manual that each player gets so they read their part. Or how Correct. do you separate that out so someone only gets their section, but they can't see what everyone else is? Is it on a card, or or how is that? Changed?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, they're going to get an invitation by by mail. So you oh, cool. so so they'll have a they'll have a digital version before they come to the event of the character with a thing like say, do not discuss your character with anybody else, and ninety nine percent of people don't. Um, mm-hmm. in fairness, um, so they'll get the characters uh, pre and advanced. and then when they get to the event, they will also got um in a very nice like two hundred fifty GS card with their image on there and, and they have his stuff on there. So we're thinking of adding things in there um like it in as wallets so that they can like add-ons so the, the the campaign will like be a wallet so people can put their stuff in and get their props. So when mm-hmm. they arrive at the do when they arrive at there the the, the host will be you know giving out the character sheets and also giving out their props as well. And also they get pen pictures um of, of of all the characters that are at the event with a with a with a brief how old they are um and you know for example The the one that we're launching is called Halloween, Um, and it's a tour party that has ended up in Transylvania, uh, bizarrely. But they're on a they're on a tour, but they're on a tour carriage tour, and it actually set in history because we have a big. a uh, very big travel agency called Thomas Cook, and the first tour was was launched by Thomas Cook in 1892, um, hmm. which was the first kind of tour uh, throughout Europe. So it's kind of loosely based on on that, and um, so but so they'll have a like a synopsis of where they you know who they were and whether are, are they local dignitary or where do they get picked up on the tour and um, and where they're heading to. So so you have a you have a pen picture of all the characters at the event, um, but yeah.
0: And then is there? So the picture of the character, it's not a picture of the person, it's a picture of the character that's on their their cards yes. before, for everyone else to see. Yeah. Is there going to be any kind of like online um, ways people can customize it at all? Like, can they... Like, out their own picture, for instance, and things like that. Or...
1: No, we're going to be running some competitions. Um, I mean, that's a good point, but no. Um, mm. So, we're going to be running some competitions um, at the campaign and pre-launch, where um, they, where people will get a free an entry into, um, into to have a um, their own face designed as one of the characters. Mm. So, it will be a generic box. There won't be any kind of changing around um, from that perspective. We've spent quite a lot of money on the artwork uh, sure. to get I'll trying to get the characters. Yeah. Um, you know, but well, actually, it's really interesting because I went I went to, um, I, I did some homework on on art. And I didn't want to use AI um, um, art. I wanted to use proper artists. I went on to FIFA and I budgeted a ridiculous amount of money for artwork for the box and stuff, but found an amazing artist on FIFA that was actually very reasonable price. And the work that she's done is phenomenal, um, absolutely phenomenal. So it's been a really interesting Process to be on the other side of the fence because yeah. I mentor and support people to be on the on your side of the fence. Even sure. it's been um, it's been really really interesting. So um, yeah, so um, so yeah, so there is going to be competitions, um, and also one of the pledges is going to be that you could buy your way as per normal. You can you can uh, one of the pledges will be to have your face and character. And we we've done this. We we created two extra characters after twenty four, and we took a picture of two people in fancy dress. Friends of ours, and then we got the artists to do them in as the characters, and they were they were amazing. So, but yeah,
0: what do you do if, or, or how do you um, deal with like in a three hour game? I'm just thinking. So, say people can start murdering each other after the first hour, right? If you're one of the people that's murdered what do you do for the the next two hours? Is there something in there for them uh, to continue what? to play a role or what's how's that well, work? Well,
1: so you, you can, uh, but typically we we tell people be a ghost and you can listen in on all the conversations that are happening and it's really fun i'm genuinely mm. fun actually listening into people and like going like and then picking it you know actually working out what was happening around is is brilliant it's just as much fun uh, as actually being in there listening in on people's conversations and putting things together and also working with because then the host you know like good host i always um I was hosting one um, uh, a couple of months ago, and um, we had a couple of older people that decided because uh, we were working well, at our board game cafe, and we run it there. So a couple of staff went, were, were, were meeting around, and they were watching. And uh, we said, "Well, why don't you, while you're here, pick the best role players and stuff?" And we were pointing out to them what was going on, and they were going, "No, yeah," and they mm. were going, and they found it then fascinating to see how certain characters would, would, would develop and and how the certain plots um, would involve would, would because th- there's two parts of this thing. It's called murder mystery, all right? Mm. So there's a murder, but there's also mystery plots in there as well. Yeah. So it's not just about the murder plot. There's lots of plots going in there, lots of red herrings and stuff, as you would imagine on this sort of stuff as well that, that can happen. And no two games are the same. Because of the way it's structured, I've had a guy who's played um, the one that we tested five times now. He's played a different character every single time, and he's loved it every single time because each of the characters has their own objective, which might have nothing to do with the murder whatsoever. So,
0: Is this something where um, once it's been played, like, because I want to kind of dive into that a bit because usually these type of games are kind of like a one and done, right? So... If it's replayable, how do you? Would you get to know what the different characters of obj- hidden objectives are then, or is that kind of random? Well, how does that work?
1: So I um I spoke to somebody who had, um who was playing again and um for for the second time he played the Halloween night when we first did a test through on in February and then six months later we were playing it again last month a couple of weeks ago, and I said um you know and uh, I said do you remember who the murder was? He went. No, <laughs> it was like i just you know what, i can't remember who the murder was Who's like mm. there we go then and he had a, and, and he'd played uh, he'd played um um the count's butler and then he played the, um this time he played a detective and he had a completely different experience i mean completely um different experience whatsoever and it didn't spoil it and also within this one is that the way that the notes are structured there could be multiple murderers, so you mm. can choose. The, the the host of the party will choose just before the event start which of those characters will be the will be the actual murderer. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. So, so it's totally replayable. As I say, one of the guys, a guy called Keith, who who has been who's been friends with us, with us, and he's he's played this like five times. And every time it's been a completely – because the first 12 characters and then the next six the next six that come in it creates a whole different dimension and different plot lines that that will create new plots but also interweave then. And then the next six on top brings in a whole r- different culture, <clears throat> some of which can be connected, um, but equally will have, have fresh plots that will bring into it. So it's a totally different experience every single time you play it.
0: Is there a minimum player count and a maximum player count?
1: So twelve, and then twenty-four. Um, we, uh, we can we have played it with thirty. We've done a yeah. thirty-player game. Um, it is a mega game. So, but but really, for it to work well, it's very interesting because we've tested it that we the, the twelve core characters that are kind of in there. Um, one of them dropped out uh, last minute. He, mm. um, he could he couldn't make it down. And actually, then we went. Or what do we do? And um, actually, we we worked out that actually, okay. So we've now built into the into the 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 guidelines for the host. So the 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 host will have a complete guidelines of um, of all the plots and 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 who does what and who can and what you can do and 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 so forth as well. So um, so you can you can vary it around a little bit um and there's a guy there's guidelines there's not rules um the rules are very very kind of simple really the the players are the rules themselves they govern actions and reactions happen with players actions but there's guidelines for the host to go in there so you know so so if somebody's unsure, sure will just say time out and and then the uh, unask you know for example for example you can't just come up to the games and say right i'm going to take this poison and uh, i'm poisoning him really so how are you doing that then well it's yeah. poisoning well you can't just do that okay so how are you going to do it um right well i'll go and buy a drink and um and i'll i'll put the poison in the drink and i'll give him the drink okay let me see you do that so they have to go and do it but, mm. you know and then if they go and then if the guy turns around and goes like why well, you just bought me a drink no, i'm not gonna drink it." he doesn't take that drink and if he doesn't drink it you have not poisoned him There's so that's interesting yeah so so you know you have to it is steeped in, in 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 real realism that you have to you can't just go i've I've got a gun i'm just going to shoot him you're just going to shoot him in front of everybody it's like well yeah fine okay let's well, you are going to try and do that yeah yes i'm going to try and do that you know and like so you know you you have to be realistic, and as I say, we, we we're we're going to be releasing some videos um, that that ex- make up the fun things that have happened and the, mm-hmm. the fun things that um, that that people have tried to do, um, and it's just it's just hilarious, really, um, that we've done this, and um and and we've got a whole raft of ones. The murder mystery starts off with a horror Halloween night. But, but there's so much more to come if this is successful. We've got fantasy, science fiction, western, Roman. You know, we've done we've written loads of them. So
0: that's amazing. And how do you or what would be your advice, I guess, to people who are maybe a little shy? And um, so you know, obviously, I think that whoever arranges this is probably going to be somebody that's more of an A-type personality that's going to say, "Hey, to all their friends, hey, let's do this murder mystery. It's going to be amazing." But of course, in that group, there's going to be some people that are going to be less outgoing or more shy than maybe others. Um, how, how do you kind of bring those people into the fold or how do you kind of ease them in so that they, um, you can open up a bit and and uh, and enjoy the experience and not almost be afraid of the experience, I guess would be the way to say it.
1: So, a lovely story. my My daughter, who's just just turned eighteen and she's off to uh, to university in 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 a couple of weeks, and um very much from you know when she hit her teens, became you know a very socially anxious person um and over the years through various different you know techniques mostly from owning a bloody expensive horse um you know um you know she has she's developed and never in a million years she likes role-playing she does things I would across craft and board gaming and she likes role-playing and and never in a million years did I think that she would do the murder mystery which was always something and then she she we we run another a different one called the sign-in sort of about the record industry and the music industry um, as another different test to get a different perception and stuff. And she said, Oh, I'm, I'm going to do that. And I was like, what? Okay. This will be, this will be very, very, very interesting. And, um, I admit she had to have a little cocktail to get a go in, um, and and just just to relax. But she and she was she was a head of a cult, and one of her objectives was to get married. Was to get married, so she ended up right, a socially awkward butterfly, ended up um, um, getting married to another head of another cult, so the cults merged again. And like, and she had a whale of a time. And and one of the the feedbacks that we got from. Um, from starting the event was an icebreaker, you know, it was mm. something we'd never had. Um, and so one of the feedbacks we've done market research questionnaires after each event about, you know, did they find it difficult and that sort of stuff. So we've done our research and, um, and one of the, the really good ideas which we've now implemented was uh, part of the character description and your role is an icebreaker. And that icebreaker will indicate who you should maybe think about going to talk to first and the reason why. So so we've got over that and we've, we tested that out and it's worked an absolute treat. Once people literally get on with the first conversation and get over that first conversation, it becomes oh, but more importantly, as well, is that other people will have reasons to come and talk to you. So you you will automatically. So people will go ah, oh, I need to talk to you. Um, uh, yeah, can I have a little chat? And then suddenly, before you know it, the two and a half hours are over, and you go like, what just happened? That was yeah. so much fun, and 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 everybody, nobody. Once you get out of your comfort zone, the thing is, whether uh, you go to networking or any sort of these sorts of things, is that you just need a reason to talk to people. You know, you just need that initial reason to go and talk to people. And once you get going, nine times out of ten, you know, people do it. We had another guy, a whole family came down, and the dad was not the only one not in fancy dressing. He was obviously a little bit... He was obviously a little bit resident so but he ended up winning best role play for the night and he was shocked and the reason why he won best role play there's a lot of extroverts in there but one of his characteristics was is that um you know he's a bit he's a bit loopy in the head and he just blanks out and, and there was a moment where he just staring in his face and his daughter was talking to him she goes dad Dad, 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 you are you all right, Dad? And I'm going. He's role playing. He's role playing. He's role playing. <laughs> like, you know, and he was so subtle. He took his yeah. he took his role, and he did it really subtly. And you don't have to be in this extrovert to role play. You sure. can. Be, there's enough in there for you to to just do the subtle things. Um, and we decided that we weren't going to give it to an extrovert. We were going to give it to a more introvert who subtly <laughs> role plays his character brilliantly. Um, yeah. So.
0: It's amazing when you give people the shield of a, for lack of a better word, a mask, right? How they can open up. And I've seen this even with, if you go to a live, um, uh, like hypnosis uh, show, right? And they'll pull people up on stage and they'll get those people who are introverts and shy to to do very extroverted things. And I don't necessarily believe they're hypnotized, but I think what is is done is they're given permission to... Uh, releasing inhibitions right because they've got absolutely. the mask of the show that uh, they can kind of hide behind and this is maybe something similar um you've you've decided to do this on GameFound versus kickstarter can you Correct. talk quickly about that decision why game found and absolutely. um and then how people would would find it when you guys are ready to launch
1: absolutely so really interesting journey. Really, really, really interesting. Um there's a couple of major reasons why I went to and I don't know I'll just caveat that. I don't know whether I've made the right decision. I, but I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I find and, and mentor people when they launch is that you need to take the crowd to crowdfunding and you need to you kind of launch um that way. And I think the Kickstarter make that harder to do than than what game found to do. You know, I mean look at their launch pages. It's a paragraph with notify me with one image well i mean if you unless you then go to that person's website or try to kind of get more information you're not really there and then mm-hmm. looking to 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 hit that launch button um unless you're driven there by external marketing um, and so one of the major reasons that we found with Gamefound was is that their pre-launch page is 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 a hundred times better um, and also they can run um you can run a um a pre-sales event where basically, if you follow the campaign and then back it, you will get this. You will get this gift. So the gift is there. So we're going to be doing that. We're going to be we're going to be giving away an R print if they if they follow if they follow it and then back it, they'll get this R print for free. But mm. more importantly, they will also get an entry into a competition that will get their face um, you know, so there'll be two places, one male, one female, to get their, their face in as one of the characters to the um to to, to in the actual game itself. Um, and we think that um, we hope that um, this will generate a lot more followers than we would through our own marketing, you know, on Kickstarter, which is which is the big thing really um, yeah. for us as a as a as a as a first-time publisher. Despite all my knowledge and, and everything that I tell people or practice to, to preach, we know it's difficult and it's not easy. Um, so we think with that mechanism that we will end up with, and I've seen it. You know, I see a lot more followers um, on on Gamefound than you know, organically, and it's organically then than, mm. than than with Kickstarter. So the downside of that, though, is that. Game fan has something like two million um, potential customers, whereas Kickstarter has seven million, and obviously yeah. Kickstarter is, you know, is more established on 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 that role playing front as well. But even so, I still need to generate my own crowd to crowdfund. Um, yeah. So so we, we take that big the risk. Um, the second reason being that even though I'm a, a pretty much on the you know tax expert in terms of being able to help support people with with their VAT, um you know, particularly American publishers and my agency, et cetera, as well. It's still a lot bloody easier if you're with GameFound and they act as an online marketplace, which means that they yeah. for the EU they collect and they sort the, the VAT outside of things as well. Um, so those but the the the, the pre launch marketing and the ability to run this competition, um, you know, that well, you know, this add on with this competition, I think I think or what the strategy will be um but that will will get us a significant amount of followers to make sure that this first one is going to be is going to be successful and and game fan in fairness have been very honest and gone like to be honest with you whether you pick one or the other i think you'll be successful you know um, I there's not you know they'd be very honest to say with your product and your, your, your demographic, I don't think we're exceptionally much stronger, but we're probably on a par with Kickstarter. Um, yeah. and, and the benefits are, so they've been really, really good. So, um, so that's ultimately why I chose, um, why we chose, um, chose game Fund, and it might be the wrong decision, but it's still a decision. So.
0: Well, I'm assuming this is going to go very well for you guys.
1: Thank you. Uh
0: when it does go well, uh, how quickly can you, Turn around the next iteration. Cause I imagine with a game like this, um, that once people are kind of hooked or addicted, it's kind of like escape rooms, right? Once you do one, you want to go brush out and do six more. And um is there gonna be like a year between uh editions? Are you guys able to bring in the next edition out quickly, the next theme, or is it gonna be exclusively done through the crowdfunding platform each individual edition that you do?
1: Yeah, um, good question. Um, You know, we we have, um, the good thing about this is is that um, once this template is sorted up, we literally have probably about, you know, it, you know um, 10 to, to, to 15 scenarios written. A market research says that people want a a fantasy a fantasy one and then a science fiction one, which we have, we already have yeah. those those kind of lined up really. Um, so, you know, the good thing about this is all our artwork is is pretty much done. We've got to do typesetting and that sort of stuff and and layout. So we can pretty much deliver Deliver the next, um, the next uh, ratio, or that we could deliver this one pretty quickly, which means that, yeah, we could probably then start working on the next one, um, you know, relatively quickly. Um, and if we've got that template, then it should be fairly easy to follow. So, certainly, we'll be in a position to launch the next one in six to 12 months afterwards. So, but yeah, no, it's very
0: exciting, I know, well, Nigel. Uh, I want to wish you guys all the best with this, uh, with this campaign. I am so excited for you. For Thank people you. that want to check this out uh, prior to Gamefound launch, go to Mystery and games, uh, dot is it dot co dot com. .com dot com oh, i'm gonna yes. put a link to that in the show notes so it's Thank easy you. for people to click on and find check out the website the artwork looks amazing on the website i think people Thank will be you. impressed just seeing that alone and then what we'll do also once uh once you launch on game found um i'll put a in the uh, the facebook uh board game binge facebook group for those who are in that group and if you're not please join uh we'll put a link in there for people to easily find the game found page and uh Man, I got my fingers crossed for you, man. This looks really Thank exciting. you.
1: I mean, so, you know what? I, and I've got to say the journey has been interesting. I, to rebond with friends I haven't seen for 15 years sure. and actually to be on the other side of the fence um and and to go through that one and to go through this step by step it's been it's been a fascinating process and yeah. you know, succeed or not it's definitely been worth the journey. It's been um it's been really interesting. So, but yeah. Well, it's
0: after battle. All right, my friend. Thank you. And hopefully we'll see you at Essen
1: yeah definitely james we should be having some beat beer some vice beer
0: absolutely all right we'll see you there take care take
1: care buddy bye-bye james
0: this has been an episode of the board game binge podcast hosted by james staley produced by james staley and mike bruner with original music by nick smith if you'd like to watch these interviews live simply subscribe to our youtube channel board game binge and you'll get access to live interviews giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.